Welcome to another exciting episode of Scandinavian, Scandinavian, <laughs> the Wrangen Heresy. Always <laughs> Scandinavian, just because we have all the Scandos here. Uh, today we're going to talk about a special episode that's going to be all about Scandos. You, the one event to rule them all, the one event to, in darkness, bind them. I don't know. We'll talk about it later. <clears throat> anyway, before we start that. Uh, Let's do our shout out. If you have not already, follow us on Facebook. Uh, do we have Instagram? I think Eric does. Yeah, Eric does Instagram. We don't do time Twitter. Time. Yeah, time to time. We, do we do Twitter? We do not do Twitter. No, we do not. All right. Uh, if you want to get hold of us, just email us on the rang in heresy at uh, gmail.com. Uh, but the easiest way is always through Facebook and uh, PMs, I think. At least. I always answer them. I don't know about you guys, but I do. No, we uh, don't because you do. No, I mean, uh, I, do as, I do as well because, you know, there are a bunch of them. All right, fuck it. All right, cool. Anyway, so, yeah, I think that's that's all about social media. So uh, let's introduce who's here today. Uh, we'll start with Christopher. How are you, mate? Oh, I'm great. I'm actually working on my pre-Scandus Empress children. I finally have a hobby room set up. And I'm here. It's such a shame, Freddy, that apparently I never record any podcast apps or play any games. It's mm, such a shame. That's true. When was the last time you played the game? Uh, let's see. When was the last Scandus again? Candace. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> One year ago. Awesome. That's fucking good. But at least you're painting, and that's good. That's all that matters. Yeah, hobby progress. Finish. Well, I guess we're going to talk about like hobby progress because everyone's going to say, "Panic for Scandus." Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Uh, I think the song <laughs> for this uh, episode might be one of the Rocky Four songs. I'm guessing no easy way out. Uh, so like so not Rocky. murder on the dance floor. That's no. next week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, actually, I'm working on the more noble events Thumb Killer unit for my uh, Empress children. I've mm. used the upgrade kits. I've used the custom shoulder pads and the Thumb Killer icon. You actually get on deck of sheets these days. I'm having a fuck ton of fun with the oils. I also just made a delegatus. Uh, Did I not tell you the oils are fucking? It's no, they are black. And I the agree. oils are the shit. Uh, and I also use, you know, the old Mark IV uh, command squad. Oh, wow. the mm. guy holding his uh, helmet under his shoulder, and he has like the third, the glorious insignia on his. Cape. Oh wait, 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 wait! Why are you talking? I'm just gonna grab mine. Yeah, and he I'm has. 
He has a shattered Paragon blade because I broke off the tip intentionally, and he's covered in blood and soot, and he's standing on the shattered remnants of the Prisoner's Palace. And right now, I'm actually working on my Derdio. Derdio? Derdio? Derdio. Also, I've recycled, uh, this is, I guess, sort of a spoiler. I've recycled some of my Alpha Legion Recon Marines because they're all done in like gun gray metal. I hit them with the map and some extra oil, and I'm working on some fluff for them. They're gonna be no, they're gonna be named the unknowns because, uh, as a Terran costume I just made up, there's a punishment for Empress children who failed in their duty, and they basically have their vocal cords cut, they have their names stricken from the list of honors, and to their death they have to serve as recon marines. And uh, unlike uh, all, uh, other... hold on, hold on. Uh, first of all. Empress Children and... Marines never fail. So <laughs> this is an oxymoron. All right. Cool. Angel Exterminatus. <laughs> so I, I don't understand what you're talking about. Like perfection. And also, unlike any other unit, like say the Immortals, uh, there is no redemption. You serve in the redemption units of the unknowns. No one shall ever know their name. No one shall ever know their duties. And they will die. The reason you haven't heard about them is because they all went to Istvan. And they serve under a former preceptor known as Jaka, the Red, and his assistant, the Scorpion. They will later become Black Shields. And maybe in the fourth millennium, they will become a new chapter. Hmm. Ooh, hmm. I see what you're going there. <laughs> good work, yeah, so... good work. I approve. Thanks. Uh... Um, and then I have a shit ton of more stuff to do. I'm also finishing up some BFG chips, but over Freddy. Uh, over to me. What the fuck? Uh, no, over to Eric. I'll tell yeah. my shit last, so I know Hello. where to put my bar. <laughs> I am also here. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, well, Eric, how are you going? How are you prepping for scanners, mate? Uh, kind of, kind of sick at the moment, but uh, you know the painting pressure keeps you up anyway. So that's, um, that's good, Eric. Get it on yeah. your system before scanners. Yeah. <laughs> Get it fucking over with. Good yeah. man. Yeah, exactly. Drink more alcohol. That's what I do. It solves I, I all just, problems. I already did, and that—that's what happened just before I got sick. <laughs> I, I imagine you... Freddy's like Bernard Black from Black Books. He just takes a bottle of highly poisonous, like caustic fluid, and he looks at it and says, "Like if you can clean the surfaces, you can clean me." And he just drinks all of it. <laughs> the, the the problem, Eric, is that you drink fucking girly drinks. Uh, and vodka. Uh, like extreme and vodka mixed with what pufta mix. So oh, well. if, 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 <laughs> if if you were actually being a man and drinking like, I don't know, single malt whiskeys or beer, you would not be sick. Just like me. <laughs> right. Anyway, uh, there's a... Uh... Uh, the Varangian Heresy does not take any responsibility for health games related to consuming pure alcohol as a way of keeping healthy. <laughs> Absent is the way to go. Absent is good. I, yes. I, I, heresy, the Vrangian heresy absent <laughs> might include symptoms of sudden deafness, <laughs> impotence, <laughs> complete not liver failure, and an inclination to play the Iron Warriors. Other <laughs> melted illness may be included. You can actually use absent to, you know, thin your oil paints. Uh, I actually, I went to a house party, I guess I was 22, and we we were in somebody's, like, grandma's home because it was super central, you know, like a super swanky place. And like one of the shit guys who attended the theater school brought a bottle of absinthe because they 
they always fucking do, don't they? And he like, oh, he was swigging it and like did, did, it around. Did he do like... like the fucking uh, sugar cube? Yeah, yeah, he did fire. the whole fucking oh, Moulin Rouge thing. God. He had a scarf, you know, figure out the rest. So anyway, he puts it down and like my friend who has the apartment like, no, not on my ground, not a super expensive brass table. And he lifted up the ball <laughs> and it turned out the absinthe had removed all signs of patina in a perfect like hexagonal pattern. So we realized that the absinthe was good enough just to instantly vaporize dirt off of brass. I would of like course. I of would like a brass, a brass table. That's that's fucking cool. It's classic. Old. <laughs> yeah. If you guys were just rich and born pre-World War II, you probably have one. Yeah, yeah. Bra- yeah. a brass table. <laughs> awesome. Anyway, cool. hobby progress? Yes. Sorry, Eric. <laughs> yeah. You were there? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, quite busy with two uh, Avengers Strike Fighters. It turned out that getting uh, Chinese ones was a, re- was a really bad idea um, <laughs> because the plastic window did not fit at all. So I had to make blue stuff, uh, you know, molds from the plastic window so I could break them a bit apart and then kind of mold and build a new cockpit for the fighter. And then I spent a, an additional 20 or so hours just kind of getting the wings to fit and uh, filling in the holes and stuff like that. I've actually gotten to the point where they are painted, kind of, or at least they are the basic red color and got decals on. So now I just need all the details. I fucking and, feel your pain, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I I found some cool last cannons. Um uh, on Thingiverse, where they are actually, you know, how last cannons all have the ammunition or power cell on the right. Yeah. Um, someone actually made a last cannon that oh. had it on the left, or you know, you can mirror it on a 3D printer. And no, I haven't even started printing that yet. So uh, there's that. And then I got two drills that I'm also about, they are red and have decals on them. Um, and they are kind of important for for my army, as the whole army is supposed to come in in deep strike. Um, so, so I really hope I get to finish them. And yeah. then, of course, with with the the standard rules, where we uh, you would give extra campaign points for taking a table with a herald console. Um, there is, of course, a herald in the army too that I also need to paint. So. And then, of course, 10 more Marines. So 11 Marines, four vehicles, and then I'm ready for Skandos. So almost not busy. I mean, we're obviously now bringing all Heralds, and I'm not totally making this up just as we're talking, but maybe we should just put all of our Heralds in one picture and take a group picture for Facebook. Yeah. Oh, oh, I've just finished building my Herald. Yeah. I'll, I'll show you in, in Discord, someone. Nice. Yeah, Fred- Fred is lying. He hasn't. No. He, he just wrote, I'll do it later, guys. Don't put me on the spot. Oh, yeah. sorry. <laughs> Should I not have read that, Freddy? Yeah. To- toilet paper banner <laughs> with a pen on it. <laughs> no. You remember back in the fantasy days when you had like these uh, press cans yeah. of tomato puree and you cleaned them out and then you cut up the sides. So you had like a metallic banner. Yeah. <laughs> Good times. Oh, yeah. So. But yeah, we. Uh, I I hope we see more heralds because yeah, banners are cool, and I think we can also say we or we'll get back to objectives. But we also uh, made space for headquarter unit banners, so uh, militia and solar auxilia, and and just in general, uh, space marine uh, headquarter units wouldn't feel uh, left out. So 
So you can also bring a banner there. Just get your decals running. Yeah. That's what they're there for. I just I just love decals so damn much. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so that's why we're forcing you to do banners now. <laughs> Live with it. <laughs> or green stuffing banners. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mine is actually green stuff. But it's but gonna have decals on. If you ever feel bad about your green stuff skills, just remember that somebody got hired at Forge World and still made fur look like bananas. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I think that's yeah, and then of course I got uh, my girlfriend, she's doing Alpha Lakin. And I'm also helping her finishing uh, the Airbrush part of her drop pods. Oh, is she so... attending? Sorry? Is she attending as well? Oh, yeah, yeah, she is. She is. Oh, I had no idea. Cool. So um, nine drop pods getting ready and uh, also <laughs> a, a unit that's uh, trying to get finished. So plenty, uh, plenty yet to do. <laughs> yeah. Friendly list. <laughs> I see that she's facing Bjorn as an equal. <laughs> Actually, it's uh, she also got um, two Death Storm drop pods. Oh, oh, so, cool. So, so the list is actually it has some nice stuff in it, and then it has some really nasty stuff in it. Um, I think I think I've only seen like Freddy and possibly Andre play those. Both no, 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 Orman, Orman, Eric oh, Orman yeah. had. I also got one actually in my Thousand Sons Army. Not the one I'm bringing, but I do have one. Um, they are actually quite good. All you need to do is not drop them within yeah, close to anything the first turn. And then they suddenly have 48 inches in range from the second turn. Um, and if you don't drop them too close where they have the killing zone, then they, are, then they won't be blown up before they actually get to shoot real missiles. It's so weird. When I think about your army, I know there's obviously other stuff. I always just think about like the cool tanks. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. I, I still have them. I just haven't used them the last year, I think. <laughs> no, because I remember you telling me, I can't win with these effort lists anymore, so I'm not going to use them. What? I, uh, I, want, I want that one at Adepticon with them. Yeah, that's what I mean. You're like, I can't win without... I, I have to apply myself to win with these, so I'm not going to use them. I don't know why you sound like Arnold. No. You did. You but... were lifting a dumbbell. <laughs> Yeah, but but you know, every every time I've done well with one army in Thousand Thunds, I'm just swapping to another Rite of War and trying it all over again with a whole new army. So la last round was uh, Recon Marines. I've been playing all all the way through, um, yeah, through the COVID, and yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm I'm swapping around a bit, trying some different armies. That's cool. Yeah, I look forward to seeing Scandish. Always get to like cool projects and get inspired to try new stuff. Well, now now it's been uh, like a whole year since last event, so Scan is going to be extra cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's all. That's all the hobby progress, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. There's a yeah. lot of it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, since last time, fuck. That's that's a lot. I got destroyers finished. Uh, oh, cool. Another. So now I have two units: mm -hmm. one jumpy and one on foot. Uh, Just in time for Forge World to bring back the guys on foot. Yeah, exactly. Uh, actually, they have had them all. I, I use Mark III Marines normally. Uh, and and you can basically just buy the spoilers. Oh, and yeah. then uh, then swap one of the, and then swap their uh, guns. So they are, or one of their guns, they come with a chainsaw and a gun. So if you like everyone have a bazillion 
extra pistols laying around, then you have a destroyer unit. Um, that's what I did at least. Um, and if you want Mark IV, well, then I didn't know they were gone um, because I just built a full Mark IV unit for my girlfriend. And yeah, we we didn't buy them that long ago. But guess they're back. <laughs> Anyone who's just played for a while probably has a bunch of these like weapon kits. Because I remember the beginning, I bought a lot of those weapon kits, you know, the yeah. CC upgrade. And then I got a 3D printer. <laughs> well, I didn't. I just went, Eric, I'm done making fun of you. Please help me. Mm. <laughs> and yeah. Eric said, computer says no. Yeah, and then I <laughs> then I go back to telling him that uh, that time Russia kicked the shit out of Denmark for two years. Russia? Russia, Russia. Russia. Know, before Germany. Yeah. yeah, okay, okay. 1842. Yeah, okay. And, <laughs> and the Danish government went like, we can be nationalists. And Otto von Bismarck went, yes, please do. <laughs> hold my now. Otto went, hold my beer. Yeah. yeah. And then I think also, I also finished uh, my first Sega bikes. Ooh. And completely failed with them at uh, Reltac. Um, because I had made an army where everything basically had BS5. Uh, so getting plus one to hit was utterly useless. So... That was uh, not not thought through. <laughs> Does BS6 let you, like, if you get a 1, do you get to re-roll it again, but you only hit on 6s? Or... Did yeah. you say you had plus 1 to hit, or because you yeah, had it's high the, BS? Yeah, it's the, it's the uh, I get plus 1 to hit, so 1s will always fail anyway. Yeah. So, so yeah. Anyway, um, this time I have BS4 Marines in my army, because it's not as recon-ish. So, um, so this time they will probably do better. Famous last words. Yeah. <laughs> Else I'll just crawl back and hide behind my uh, my girlfriend's uh, drop pod army. <laughs> like, save me. <laughs> anyway, I think that was all for uh, cool. Yeah, the progress for me here. Yeah, I think that's all the hobby progress we have time for because Fred didn't do anything anyway. No, I didn't fuck all. He's doing yeah, fuckloads of iron hands for LVO, but that's that's for a whole different story, a whole different episode. But once yeah. I actually don't have to do anything for Skellix except terrain, and that's not you know that's not very interesting as hobby progress. But no, I'm doing well, iron hands, and I've sent my list, and I'll make them public on uh, the podcast webpage, and everyone can pick them apart and saying they're useless. But <laughs> we it, we already it, started. Yeah, I know. Really, but, <laughs> I know. But the list is made out of a fun perspective, not a fucking competitive perspective. I'm not going to Vegas to be a douche. You can be nice. Yeah, isn't that the exact reason why people go to Vegas? Like shoot guns and go to the cat house and stuff. You're not going there. To... <laughs> that, that sounds like a normal night in grill, dude. I don't know what you're talking about. So that <laughs> is the Las Vegas of Sweden, really, Freddie. Yeah. I don't. I don't need to go to Vegas for that. Really? Okay. So but, people coming to Scandus can hold you to that, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's the Las Vegas of Sweden. Yes, but anyway, uh, for for Scandus, I'm just because obviously I'm going to be the general for the separatists union, which is called Union of Freedom this yep. year. Uh, well, they're <laughs> still separatists, aren't we? Uh, lucky. And <laughs> uh, so all I'm doing is the Herald and a few minor tweaks for my Black Shield list. And that's about it. Like I'm doing a land speed of them. I'm doing a 
3D printer, old school Contempt of Dreadnought, and the Herald, which I miss working. So all I have to bring up to to bring my black shields up to strength for what I need for being a general, because I don't need that many points, really. So, yep. uh, speaking of that, about what generals should bring, should we jump into the main topic? We should probably. Yes, that's true. So, generals, you say, how many of them, and what exactly the hell are they going to be well, doing well, except for sleeping on a couch and being drunk? How is fucking Scanners going to work this year? Tell us, Eric. Bring yeah. us the word of knowledge. Yes. Well, uh, it's going to work kind of like last year, just a lot better because we actually did listen to your feedback. Which is a worrying present. <laughs> Don't expect us to do it again. <laughs> Never again. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. it's Either it's going to be really great or really horrible when uh, <laughs> we listen to people. Anyway. Yeah, uh, when we say... Bring us your suggested methods of improvement. That's just a gesture, guys. Yeah. Stop like sending us improvement methods. <laughs> yeah. Eric is working himself to the bone. Yeah, and Olivia too. <laughs> anyway, we are going to be doing the whole real-time thing again where you move around on a map. I guess we could start out with what we improved from last time. So first of all, we have two kinds of victory points now. We have campaign points and victory points. Victory points you score in battle. So that is for seeing who flees from the table. And then you have campaign points, which is the kind of points that you get in the campaign to actually win. Uh, before it was just called victory points, both of them, and people had no clue which was which, which is understandable. We have also made it so that people start a lot closer on the map. So instead of having headquarters all the way down in the corner and then you had to move for one and a half hour to get to actually get to someone the headquarters are a lot closer now to the middle and then you have points behind them so you, you can kind of move the war around um, the map and we have also added a spawn point where you spawn pretty close to the middle i think the spawn point is like I think there are like four or five zones between each spawn point. So people start pretty close to each other. We have also changed the objectives of uh, of the game. So, you know, last year we had like, you should hold this and this zone by this time, and you should take this and this zone. And what we saw there, and what we've also been seeing at Railtech the last year when doing similar, is that people actually start just standing on a zone because in two hours the event ends and this zone needs to be held when the event ends. Um, and that gets kind of boring because w no one will go there and fight because it's they can't take it in two hours anyway. And the person standing there does not get any battles at all either because the person is guarding a point. Um, so we have actually changed it into um, into objectives where you get campaign points in the battle instead of getting it for holding. There will be maybe one or two that has to do with taking headquarters. But in general, there will only be objectives that are linked to actually doing stuff in battle. So, for example, you can get five campaign points from killing an enemy warlord. Um, if you kill... Um, if you kill him in close combat in a challenge, oh sorry, it's not even it doesn't even have to be in a challenge. If you kill a warlord in close combat with a character or independent character, you get eight com 
uh, eight campaign points. So if you can get a little closer, it gets better. Um, then we have Supreme Victory, which is seven campaign points. That's if you manage to get 15 or more victory points in one battle. So this actually means that staying in a battle and fighting the whole battle to the end can uh, can give you some victory points or campaign points or even if you end up losing uh, a lot of your army um and then you can get five campaign points for killing a lot of war during a battle so uh, be careful where you uh, step with your titans people because if they die they might give away some points and then we have a few different um a few different ones for example if you uh win a battle zone and you have a, a living uh, banner bearer in the army then you get three campaign points if that person is a herald then you get five campaign points however killing a herald will also grant you three campaign points um and then you have the the one i talked about where you actually have to do some capturing that is you get 100 campaign points for each headquarter your faction holds at the end of the event so uh, you you really want to keep an eye out for um for yeah your headquarter don't let the enemy uh, take it over that would be really bad eric i have a question yeah i'm a 110 kilo weakling uh, who easily gets bullied and wet myself because i played iron warriors and or the iron hands yeah and i have a problem at scandus because i get into a fight with my big army and due to my incompetence since i played iron hands and or iron warriors i usually get the shit kicked out of me and then i try to retreat but people chase me around or i go to a bad node yeah. and i never know what to do is there any way I can do anything about that this year? Yes, I, I think you uh, <laughs> you talked to me before. Ah, <laughs> uh, you guys suck. Yes, um, because we've made a new feature where you can uh, instantly kill your army and then you respawn at the spawn point. And As an Iron Hand, I would welcome death to the dishonor of choosing playing Iron Hand. Yes. <laughs> so well, the anyway, flesh is weak. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But the thing you can do is if you find yourself uh, in a situation where you need to walk a really long way to get back to your own territory, where you can only regenerate in your own territory, then you can always, uh, there's a new button where you simply kill your army. And then you start with 500 points at the spawn point, which means that in less than an hour, your army will be back to full power. Um, for Leviathans, it's going to be just over an hour. I think they regenerate 450 points per 10 minutes, and they start out with 500 points. Yeah, that's probably something you should mention, yeah. because one of the feedback that you guys really listen to, and I think this is super welcome, is that it took too long for Leviathan person to rejuvenate, yeah. because the regen limits were actually set with Centurion and Age of Darkness in mind. Yeah. So if you had those lists, a okay, you regenerate pretty fast. But if you like lost a Titan or a Nighthouse, yeah, I would take you have to sit around for two and a half hours. Yeah. And you've changed that, right? Yeah. So now we have actually made it so you can uh, you can change depending on the force type. You can change the regeneration rates, which means that the the Centurion list they regenerate at two hundred fifty points per ten minutes. Um, the Crusade list are three hundred fifty points. And the Leviathan are 450 points per 10 minutes, which means that a Leviathan list is going to get points back pretty fast. It's it's still, obviously, if you need to uh, get back to 3,000 points and 3,500, it is a lot of points. But 
the spawn zone is a completely uh, you cannot move onto the spawn zone in any way except when you kill your own army. So yeah, and if if you don't want to think about it as a suicide button, just think about it as a beer break button. Yeah, exactly. Um, and each spawn point has at least yeah, the loyalists have six points that the spawn point is connected to, and the trader and the unit of freedom. They have seven different points connected to the spawn point. So basically, even if you go back um, and and respawn your army, you will have plenty of ways out of there. So if you are tired of playing against the same person, for example, for, for many games, then you simply respawn, go in another direction. As an Iron Hand and or Iron Warriors player, I appreciate that yes. because my Primarch was too busy being a sullen cunt to teach me basic strategies. <laughs> a beer button, how appreciated. Yes, exactly. So call it the beer button, whatever. It's We, we, yeah. we at Routsack, we call it the, the break button, but uh, <laughs> I guess that, yeah, that is and, the same thing. And if you have pressed the beer button, don't forget you can probably buy refreshments at incredibly reasonable prices from us, your TOs. Yes. And a, refreshments not promised, nor actually to be price worthy. Yes, and at this year the regeneration counter is working. So when you press the respawn <laughs> button, you will actually uh, be able to just sit down, enjoy your beer, come back half an hour later, and half an hour later you will have the correct amount of points that you have have uh, regenerated. So I feel like you're spoiling the players at this point. Yeah. <laughs> and another thing we have also done is we have that's probably mainly for the Danes. Last year, um, we the Danes got extra points for holding territories. The Swedes did not. So basically, the no. Swedes had one army, and that's the one they were playing. Remember, guys, you are allowed to, when you regenerate, to uh, redo your list. So if you want to bring more than one list, then you can simply change your list along the way. So, And it is completely okay to look at where you want to go, what armies are you going to face, and then regenerate whatever you need to fight these armies the best way you can. So remember that you can bring extra and you might get to use it. Yeah, and if if you play the Union of Freedom, if you have any any tactical questions whatsoever, just ask our general. He is a veritable font of knowledge and he will be sober and available to answer all of your tactical acumen questions. Of course he will. Right? He's a military man. <laughs> yes. Or is he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or is so, he? Mm. <laughs> yes. But some people say that Ian Fleming based James Bond on explosive laser through Christopher Lee, while others have posited that Ian Fleming was actually a time traveler who went back and met Freddy and took some of the less outrageous stuff and made stories out of it. Uh, I think it's more plausible. Sorry, Eric, you actually want to talk about real stuff. Yeah, my yeah. <laughs> I'm an asshole. Oh, words. That, but uh, again, we we have tried to, yeah, work with the, with the feedback we got, and we hope these changes are gonna are gonna make it more fun. I think a last thing, based on feedback, that's pretty important. Um, we have included nine one versus one zones, and the way you get to those nine one versus one zones is that you talk to a team leader, and you say, "I would like to be teleported to the one versus one zone." And it's your job to find an opponent, um, and then you can fight it out. There is no scenario on a one versus one zone. So basically, if you 
want to play a special type of game, then you agree what kind of game you want to play. If you um, if you then uh, if you want to play a random scenario, then you roll from the book. Fortunately, in the rulebook, there you can roll for scenarios and everything. Um, but these nine tables are part of the map. Um, so basically, if you win on one of these tables, you turn the color to your team, and the table will also grant campaign points every hour to your team. So fighting these one versus one tables is just as important as fighting on the big map. But I, I can totally see uh, if people want to get away, if they have just been in a three versus one where they are alone, <laughs> that they want to do a one versus one and uh, just have a chill fight or something. So Yeah, so basically what Eric is saying is that we heard you and we know that Scandus is about meeting your buddies and having awesome grudge matches. Yeah. So now you can have it. But also this is going to be like, we let you off the leash a bit. Yes. Make sure that you're a responsible adult. Roll your own damn scenarios. Yeah. Try to keep like rules question to a minimum. Just fucking roll for it. And like take that friend from England or Denmark or like the northern part of Sweden haunted by ice giants, Jotuns and other like mythological beasts. Yes. And roll up a game. Yeah. Just uh, have some fun. And then you actually get points for it. Yes. We are incentivizing fun. Yes. It's uh, quite, quite uh, interesting. A new tactic here. And whenever you are done playing on the table, then you um, you can simply uh, respawn at your spawn point um, because we don't want you to show up in the middle of something <laughs> uh, around the map because obviously the tactics are gonna for the generals are gonna be on the big map um, but you can basically respawn back and remember that the winner is the last one to leave the table because else the table flips to the loser who was there last. So um, remember also, in general, remember that when you move from a table, the last faction that is alone on a table will also win that table. Um, which Yeah, so I think it's... Yeah, sorry. No, you go. Yeah, you yeah. Go. so basically, just don't move away from a table you just won before all your opponents have moved away from the table. That way you actually win it, and we don't have to uh, change the color of it uh, manually. It will happen all by itself. What I was going to say is that basically we're trying to make sure that the general will have stuff to do, but he's going to focus on the grand strategic view rather than like min-maxing and being like, you get this specific card and you go over there and like... Does everybody have a grudge match? Does everybody have a partner? Do everybody go to the bathroom before we start rolling dice? Now we're going to have like the grand strategy sitting in an armchair general. Previously, our generals have been playing something more like a Total War Warhammer, and now they're going to be playing like a paradox game like Victoria or Hearts of Iron or uh, Europa Universalis 1 to reference something Freddy gets. Why, why, why is time 1? To... <laughs> because you're that old, dude. I remember that too. That's true. See, yeah. I know. You even remember the first game was called Karolinare in Swedish. So anyway, yeah, this time the generals will have things to do and they will definitely be there in case something goes to hell and you have a question or like, hey, I need some backup or like fire support. But yeah. also we want to make sure they have like the grand tactical view and they can act from that. Yeah. And with almost uh, 140 battle zones on the map, you really need someone with the tactical overview because yep. we have three different army types and we have almost 140 tables 
Um, and all of our generals are experienced players, so they're not going to be like, oh shit, what's the rule for this? <laughs> Yeah, but try and be an asset for your general as well. Yeah, don't come around and be like, "Hey, I lost the game. What do I do?" Please, please, people, read the rules back. If you're listening to this, yeah. please just open the PDF and read it to the best of your ability. If you yeah. don't get it, you don't. It's cool, but just try. And also, maybe go up to the general like, "Hey, I just finished a game. Do you need me somewhere?" Maybe I'll say no. Yeah. Maybe I'll say like, "Hey, have a drink." But just try and help out. Yeah. We all feel a bit flummoxed at times. It's cool, but if you've played this game for six and a half years, just like find a cool dude and have some games. Yeah. We 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 do not have Playboy bunnies giving out prizes in bikinis. No. Yeah. We the, don't? I, I think I think this is really sorry, Fred. <laughs> we we lied to get to show up. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's actually really important what you're saying here. Um, because in general, if you in a normal tournament, if you show up and you haven't read the rules, then you might fuck yourself over for a game. Uh, here, if you show up and haven't read how the system works and how the rules are, uh, you, at least from our experience, you're going to have a really boring or bad first day. Um, yeah. Because you're going to have a lot of mistakes. You're going to be, have, yeah, not pay attention to the map. Going to have someone just come in from, yeah, behind and kill your army in one turn or something. Uh, so you you might as well. It takes I've I've literally read through the rules I think five times when we uh, yeah check them for errors and stuff like that, and it literally takes like fifteen to twenty minutes. And compared to regenerating your army for an hour, then you could read the rule three times um, in that time. So yeah, read the fucking I'm, rules. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna make like a very easy to understand comparison if. You meet somebody in a pub and you don't have a condom, you might have fucked over one person. But if you go to a festival and you don't wear a condom, like Glastonbury or Skilled or whatever, you've fucked over like 50 people with that syphilis you're carrying around. <laughs> don't have mind syphilis. Read the fucking rules. Yeah. Thank you. And we, yes. <laughs> so, uh, but I think that's, uh, well, I don't it, know if Freddie is. It, it is basically that simple that um, everyone expects people. Uh, to know the rules when you rock up at a tournament or at an event, whatever you might call it. We always do narrative narrative events. But you assume that your opponent knows the 30k rules when you play a game. If he doesn't, he'll ask you questions, and that's fine. And, and what we're saying is just read the rules. You don't have to understand them. You rock up and you ask questions. And we're going to tell you, like, this is how it works, and you will be, you know, lighted. But you need that basic understandment, understanding. So by reading rules at least once through, at least then we can help you much more easier to understand what's going on. And you don't have to waste half the day trying to move your army, fucking around with things, not really knowing what's going on. But we have kind of... The, the way we introduce generals and stuff is to help you at least, uh, even for newbies, to understand what's going on. So, But read through the rules yeah. pack. It's not that hard. It's not that long, like Eric said. So just do it, and it will make all... Even if you, it doesn't make any sense what you do it, once you go there to the introduction, before we start playing, everything will make so much more sense. And we had that experience at Scanners last year, 
Yeah. And people that used read it once and, and it's like, well, this doesn't really make it. I can't picture this in front of my head. When they rocked up, it's like, ah, oh, yeah, now it all makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And, and I'm going to have like a little bonus for you. Today is the 21st of September. If you're listening to this, pre-scan this, and you're like, well, um, I haven't played for a while, and like, like my gaming group spontaneously died in the bloody flock uh, because I'm in the future, and I don't know what to do, or maybe I'm new to the game because we have a couple of completely new players coming. If you listen to this pre-time, and you're like, shit, I know I'm going to have some fucking issues with the rule, send us a message and we will make sure there's an experienced player on your team who you can ask questions to. Yeah. We'll set you up with a buddy. Yeah. Easy. If and if you listen to this before and you send us a message, we will gladly help you. But we need you to do the bare minimum and just listen to this episode and read the rules back and we will set you up, Holmes. Yes. Because we do have a lot of new players and we have also introduced a lot of a lot of new players to the hobby. We actually have players in Denmark who have been playing for yeah. two years now and they have only ever played in this system that's it um so it, but heresy's a dead game yeah <laughs> anyway it's uh yeah just we as a new player the 30k will get you through that everyone knows the 30k rules anyway so you will get help uh the system you can master that much easier than the rules. I know that because my girlfriend has been testing the system a lot, and uh, she uh, she had uh, yeah the mobile phone in her hand for like fifteen minutes, and she got it. Um, the thirty k rules, I'm still helping her with. So it's easy as long as you just read the fucking rules and try it a few times. Yeah, and I mean, if you're completely new and listening to this, like, of course, there's stuff in there that's not entirely self-explanatory, like. Argent Hall was recently released, so like the demon rule slash jump pack rule slash like preferred enemy diabolist contra chaplain. Yes, some stuff is kind of complicated. Don't feel bad about that. But like, it's easy. You move a set amount of inches. I guess nine for infantry. I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> you shoot on BS4 mainly. You hit like toughness four. Four to four is always four. Stuff like that you will get. Universal special rules, just try and remember what units have what rules. Hey, I've played it for six and a half years, and even I sometimes forget which which is Furious Charge and which is Rage. I'm pretty sure Furious Charge is like plus one strength to hit, and Rage is like re-roll. No, two, two, anyway. two attacks instead of one and two. Yeah, see? Yeah. It happens to everyone. <laughs> we help each other. Like yeah. Nobody's going to be a dick about like, don't you know the intricacy is a preferred enemy? No, no one does. <laughs> it's like the offside rule. But like, read the rules and show up. Yeah. And do your best. And you're going to have more fun. And your opponent is going to have more fun. And your team will like you even more. So yeah. I think that's Remember, the main point. We don't give <laughs> yeah, we don't give prizes for beating the shit out of people in games. We give prizes for people who are just nice and paint and do nice conversions. Yeah. Regardless if you have like some inability to talk to people as equals, like I do, because you're better than everyone else, or you have the terrible stigma of being from Denmark, we're going to welcome everyone. <laughs> I think I'm actually going to be outnumbered by Danes at this event. So if yeah. somebody finds me mysteriously dead, like tragically cut my head off, falling down some stairs while shaving, investigate it. <laughs> investigate my death. And do it fast Ready, before the Danes. With like a red pulse in your ass and shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the police shows up like, nah, the egg no constant me the hair. All the police like speak Danish. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> if all the police are extras from Pusher, you know they're not real policemen. Yeah. Anyway, I, I think we were we were twelve Danes, but I think we're down to ten now coming. So ten Danes. Yeah, but still, ten ten is pretty good out of sixty. It's still too many. Yeah, out of sixty people, <laughs> ten Danes is too many. Yeah, but uh, you, you're gonna have to live with us. The how many how many Danes does it take to understand the basic horsehairs rules? Just one. Too, too many, uh. but ten of them are gonna try. <laughs> No, I shit on it, but I super look forward to uh, actually meeting all good. the horse heresy players and things. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be super fun. Like Sebastian uh, and like you, of course, and people I don't get to meet, but we talk every now and again. Yeah, so it's exactly. going to be really good. It's going to be great. And uh, and 10 people, I think that's rec- a new record for amount of Danes we have brought to at least a Stockholm event. That's that's pretty good. So um... Yeah, and you guys are our guests. So we're going to like try and treat you as good as we can, because obviously you're coming to the Las Vegas of Sweden, <laughs> right, Freddie? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> they have always tried to come to <laughs> oh. Sweden multiple times, and what happens? You know, well, spoiler we, alert: we win and go home. <laughs> Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fun fact: Freddy is actually a Dane who came here for a scandal and he stayed and faked his identity. <laughs> yeah, surely. <laughs> he built a believable backstory, and Tim from the Eye of Horus helped him. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I think for. Yeah, most of the Danes are on the trader team, so yeah, the meetings are, oh, are going to be fun. Oh, what a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> the Danes are traders. Yes. Stone the crows, Freddy. Oh, yeah. my God. Who would have known? Anyway, I th- so it's it's going to be fun on the trader team when uh, half the meetings are in Danish. And, uh, it's going to be like that's going to be like a foggy smoke of unregulated alcohol uh, I'm pretty sure that like... the official language is high gothic. So I'm I'm sorry, mate. No fucking uh, uh, vomit language or whatever you guys are doing. No word vomit there. No, nah. no, like and, fucking. Get the name here, Rabbic. Like nah. use stuff and, and, and if you if you play one of the other teams, uh, a little hint would probably be to bring some anti-air something. Um, just just a small hint from the Danish list I've seen so far. With, without you know you know. I just want to tell that real horse heresy players, they bring a Lord of War consisting of a, a stole Avenger strike fighter. <laughs> like God intended, Eric. Well, the, it was the only way to bring it, so... Well, I actually did that once. Uh, for my first like uh, event, I played against Nicholas and he shot down like my Avenger strike fighter and he's like, okay, what, what now? I'm like, you get two plus B3 victory points because you killed a Lord of War. And he's like, what the fuck? Yeah, well... Don't you know how to build a list? I'm like, no. <laughs> well, I, I'm bringing two, so that's a lot of points I can give away. But I think yeah. that's your problem. You brought too few of them. More Avengers, yeah. you know? <laughs> I mean, I love... They're such cool cast. Yeah. Like, uh, fuck the rules. The rules are perfectly okay, but, I mean, the models, yeah. it's so fucking dope. Yeah, it is. The minigun in the front, it looks amazing, so... <laughs> Do you know what I realized we don't have in the Varangian Heresy like rules pack? What? Aquila Lander stats. Actually, you do. They are <gasps> they are in our files right now, and playable at Scandus. And if you pay Eric, he will print you one. Yeah, I don't. I can't do it before, but I actually have two <laughs> laying around that are yeah, unfortunately he can't do unpainted. It before. <laughs> he can't do it before. However, if you uh, contact Varangian Heresy and pay up. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, but I have two Aquilas laying around, actually, that haven't been assembled yet. But, uh, 
but they not. they are in the rules and we actually made them different from uh from the Avos fighter because usually they used to be like an Avos fighter with uh with less space that costs more so that that was kind of bad um but it's actually uh, the, one of the heaviest transports we have of the small ones um so go look in the rules that you can see a link to on our Facebook page at the event. If you're at the event and you've ever asked me a tournament question and I'm like, I don't know. And they're like, hey, aren't you a part of the podcast? And I'm like, I help run the podcast that hosts events <laughs> and I still don't know. Yeah. So, but it's If you ever wondered why they call me worthless so run. much. Holy <laughs> God, that's, that's big words. Yeah. But if you ever wonder why Freddy's so bitter at me, it's because every year I come to the campus and every year I defer to him on every question about the system. <laughs> yeah. So no change. What do you fucking year. do, mate? And I just give him my gin and tonic. Yeah. And then the answer changes. Anyway, yeah, is, then he falls uh, is this uh, all you needed from the, the map system for the basic players? Because then we could move uh, on to the actually... warlords. Or the yeah, there's just one thing about the basic hmm? question. Uh, do everybody, regardless of army size, can we move and spawn on the same spot, or are there special spots and like avenues of movement spawn, depending on army size? Spawn point is the same for each faction, so that's all the different uh, sizes of armies. Um, then you have the then you have the captain, the team captain. He can only be at the spawn point by self destructing, and then he can be at the HQ. And those are the only two points they can move on onto as a general, uh, which is why you are not going to see the general walking around in battles, but we'll get back to that. Um, the uh, All the other types have different uh, zones they can walk on. So Metalis, they can, not So Metalis, sorry, a Centurion, they can walk on every single battle zone on the whole map. Um, because it's the smallest type of army. So if you want to go fight a warlord side and then be my guest, it's that that's gonna be hard. But good luck. Um, then you have the <laughs> crusade lists. They can go on all tables that are not centur centurion only. So basically, they can fight each other and they can go fight leviathan lists. And then obviously you have a leviathan only table or leviathan tables and. Every army type is allowed on uh, the Leviathan tables because basically, yeah, you can always go fight something larger than yourself or the same size, but you can also move around so you can only get caught by the same size or smaller as yourself. Um, so if you don't want to fight a Leviathan list and you are not yourself a Leviathan list, then you can absolutely avoid it for the whole event if you feel like doing that. If you want to test out your skills against uh, something larger, then you can always move in there. And zone points are obviously connected to all kinds of zones. Um, so basically, if you have, yeah, from the spawn point, you can get to all the different kind of zones. Um, so it should be pretty easy to, to get away no matter which type of army you are, um, and get and get back into the fights. So um, yeah, I, uh, much as we joke, I have actually seen friend of the podcast Bjorn. I've seen him take down Leviathan list with Age of Darkness list pretty consistently. So like, it can be done. Yeah. Uh, if you want to have a friend, 
that's good too but like it can be done don't get disheartened yeah we we have uh one or two titan hunters dedicated on the danish team so far well so, uh, uh, some sometimes this could also be uh, kind of important for uh, the strategical view of things to actually have like a centurion list or nature darkness list kind of rush a leviathan list and get to the other side of the table and fucking get out on the other side right yeah that could also be a thing that you need to uh, to help someone somewhere else and uh, just have to rush through uh, one of the one of the zones. Um, we call it what we call it the good old Tom and Jerry. It's oh, like yeah. when uh, Jerry runs between the legs yeah. of Tom, yeah. and then he goes score behind him. Yeah, well, kind of so, running well, the gauntlet to score like an objective somewhere further down. Yeah, like... exactly. Yeah, yeah, and the thing a thing here we also should uh, empathize that. I know last year not everyone got that. Um, you can never ever route from a table the same turn you arrived from it or on it, and you can never choose to flee voluntarily the same turn you arrived. So you have to spend one turn on the table no matter what. Um, even if the objective says everyone routes, then if it's your first turn on the table, you are there until the next turn. Um, so you can't just you know go in and move out of the table the same turn you arrive. Um, and also, any victory points you score for holding objectives, they cannot be you cannot score any objectives the first turn of the game uh, when it comes to holding objectives. And that is, of course, because of the way we deploy, where you have also changed from last year, you have to deploy. 36 inches away from the, the table edge that the attacker is coming from, uh, which means that you will still have a good chance to cover a lot of the table um, and take all the objectives. And obviously, it would be kind of boring if you came onto a table, the opponent is on all the objectives from the start, and then you route the next turn from objectives. Um, so Yeah, and on that note, uh, we've covered it in a previous episode, but... The- Please remember that if you have deep striking or infiltrating, we have taken that into account. Scout. Yes, we will need you to remember the rule. Yeah. Like the player. Yes, because the especially if you have scout, infiltrate, yeah, scout and infiltrate, and also deep strike, but especially scout and infiltrate, you really, really need to read that page in the rule book. Because if if depending on if the, it is an ongoing battle or if it's a new battle that you start it will be different rules and yeah it's it's really important that you read that because the and we will also go through them when we uh when we start up the event but it will be a very short description and then we'll tell you to go back and read the rules if you still don't understand them so sit down read the rules it's really important for that point uh, yes. I th- I think uh, one of the most important thing we mentioned it heaps of time before route tests. Yes. How yes. are they, What are they and how do they work? Yes. Um. When your army is below fifteen hundred, or sorry, one thousand points left, um, then for every one hundred points you are below, uh, you uh, in the start of your turn, you need to take a leadership test on the highest leadership in your army. If you fail the leadership test minus one per 100 points, you are below 1,000. So let's say you have 850 points left, then and you have a leadership 10 guy. Well, then you need to roll nine 
or lower to stay on the table, else you have to flee the closest towards the table that has the closest distance towards your the closest zone that you own, which is also why you don't overextend. You don't walk, you know, 10 zones into enemy territory because then you have a really long way home, um, which is where the suicide button gets into, yeah, comes into use. <laughs> um, but basically the routing test is that your army is so small now that it has to flee. Um, each victory point, your side holds also, um, that gives, uh, your plus one leadership on the routing test. Each victory point your opponent has gives you minus one. So if your opponent, let's say you have 850 points left, leadership 10, and your opponent is three points ahead, well, then you get minus four, one for being less than 900 points, and three more for being three behind and victory points against your opponent. Um, which is why you also need to play the objectives because there will also be objectives where if you hold enough um, points, for example, that the opponent has to take a routing test. Um, so if you might get forced to take a routing test, and even if you have a full army, but you're 20 victory points behind, then you will be forced to leave the table. Um, and that's how you win or lose tables here. Um, you don't really do any point counting after the battle. Um, so. Yeah, I guess that explained it. Yeah. Might be if if you fail a routing test, you have to flee to the closest friendly zone. Um that that's so, that's so the like point. Uh, the easiest way to explain it is is well, it's like back in uh, Warhammer Fantasy days, if people remember, uh you used to have to do a routing test once your army lost a certain amount of points. It's the same here. Exactly. Then we are about to talk about the Scandal's Faction General Rules. Um, and as we said before, um, on the map, there are, there are only two battle zones that the General can actually be on, which would be the spawn point. And the spawn point, as we also said earlier, is only uh, possible to get to when you respawn your army, which means there will never, ever be a battle on the spawn point. Um, the facts in general can be at the spawn point and the headquarter. And only on the headquarter will the general be able to regenerate. And the, the general's army is very special and very different from all the other armies there because the general is not meant to move around and fight. He is meant to be at the headquarter and hopefully not fight at all unless his team is doing really bad. Then he might get into a fight. but. Time will tell. Time will with tell. The, with his teammates? Sorry? He will get into a fight with his teammates, right? Over their poor performance? <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> but hopefully, if like it, it gives 100 campaign points to take a headquarter. And if you take the headquarter, the general 
is he, the general's arm is just out. Uh, so he can't do shit until his team has actually taken back the headquarter. Um, so it, it's really hard to take a, a headquarter, but there is also a good little side effect from doing it. Um, basically, the army must have one HQ choice, who is basically himself on the battlefield, which also means that the general will also actually have an army um that's yeah that that is a specific faction um the army can be res can be built from all units that are not hq units in the army um so there is no uh arm restrictions regarding uh, army composition so you can basically buy the uh, all the different units in the army the only restriction is that all the units must be able to uh must be a flyer or be able to sit in a flyer and have a flyer actually flying yeah, to sit in. So basically the general has access to some different transport planes and can then fill them up with, uh, with troops from his or her army list. Um, in addition to that, on the headquarter, there is a missile silo where you can also buy missiles as general. The thing is the missiles, you buy them, like you would regenerate normal army or normal regiments and normal points. And then as long as the missile has not exploded, you that amount of points are lost. Um, so when a missile is used, and I'll explain later how that works, um, then you can start regenerating. So it, the general is not going to be spamming missiles all over. Um, but basically what the general can do, because the general will probably not be in combat, if the general is at the headquarter, he can support friendly players, which means that you, he can take one of the transport planes and go over to one of his players and say, hello, uh, you now have this transport plane in uh, reserve. <laughs> um, so uh, basically, after you then get the plane, when it's your turn, then you roll reserve rolls as normal, and you get... When you you the when the plane comes in, you basically get the the general's plane with whatever troops uh, to fight with you on the battlefield. This means that if you are losing a battle, the general can send you some help. Um, the only thing the general cannot send is his own HQ choice, who has to stay in the at the headquarter. He he himself has to stay there. Yes. So basically, he can send out all the planes he wants. Uh, to fight for other players on the same team. Uh, so you, you can kind of, let's say someone is playing one versus two, you can kind of give your, your teammate some support, um, but it's still only 1,500 points the general has to play with in total. So it's not like the whole area is going to be spammed with different uh, planes that don't belong in the army. It's, it's just for helping maybe one or two players at the time. Um, so if the, uh, let's see here, um, yeah, if there are, uh, no units left on the table, then all the transports have to fly back home. It, and of course, if they end up lost and the general has to regenerate transports as normal. Um, and then there are some different rules for like, if you route while you have 
the general's units, how they route and stuff like that. Um, if you get a plane from your general, you will get those rules explained. Um, and then the, the headquarter is a special table that has some, uh, you know, it has walls and all kinds of defenses. So it's pretty hard to take on a faction HQ. Um, it has fortifications. Part, yes, it has fortifications and a lot of them. So you you probably need two lists, of which one might be a Leviathan list. Um, but the thing is, if you engage the headquarter in battle, then all the different um, all the units that the general has sent out, they have to come back home. So basically, if you have, let's say, you have a unit that landed, it has come out of the plane, then the unit has to run back to the plane as fast as possible and the plane has to fly out of the table to get back to the headquarter so again attacking the headquarter gets the all the support from the general to be lost um so so there is an upside to doing it um also the general can also buy some missiles that he can fire and they work exactly like planes there is an inferno missile which is a strength nine AP two ordnance large blast barrage missile, um, and basically it's a it counts as a flyer. So the general can buy the missile, he can send it to um, to a player, and the missile will be going into ongoing reserves, which means that it will arrive automatically the next turn the player has. So it doesn't have to roll. When it arrives on the table, you basically say this is where the missile will land. And then you put a marker down on the table. Um, the missile cannot land the same turn as it enters the table. It has to land, then it has to stay flying for one turn and then it can hit the ground and explode the next turn. Which means, and this is also based on your guys' feedback, that you will never not be able to prepare for such a missile coming in. So if if you if the enemy or, player or tells, run away, yeah, go, walk away from where it lands. Um, if you have a Damocles tank or a seat console, then you can uh, then you can control the missile as a flyer. You still have to fly the first turn, but then you can change where it actually lands, uh, representing them pointing with a laser pointer or or similar to where it needs to land. So it it do, it still has to be within line of sight of the model. So yeah, that's one of the missiles. And then we have the Nova missile that's uh, two hundred and fifty points one, and that is uh, strength ten, AP one, ordnance and apocalyptic blast, and armor bane and barrage. So this is uh, quite a big and nasty missile, but again you can get away from it and. If if the enemy has an a Damocles or a Siege console, then of course you should probably focus on removing them so they cannot control the missile around on the table. Also, the missiles have, if you look at the first one, the Inferno missile, it has 11, 11, 10, and 2 hit uh, HP. So it's that's a pretty easy to kill flyer. The Nova missile has 12, 12, 10, and 2 hull points. So it's a bit harder to kill, but still still doable. So you can also shoot down missiles. So basically, if you 
you don't like it flying over your head, then you have a, then you have a full turn to actually shoot it down before it can hit anything. And that's no matter if you have a Damocles or a Siege Console or not, it will always be flying the first turn. So you have a chance to do something about it. And again, the missiles count towards the maximum points the general has as long as they are alive. So until they explode, the general cannot regenerate the 250 points, which also means that the amount of missiles in flight will be quite limited for the general. It's the, the big one is a total of six if you did not make any army at all. And as you need to have at least an HQ as a general, five would be the maximum amount of uh, missiles you could have of the large one, and the small one would be quite a few more. So yeah, that, that's the general's role uh, on the battlefield. Off the battlefield, the general's role would basically be to control agents around on the map and to help players. A, a good general will, of course, tell players if they are about to be surrounded. Um, so that should also, one of the things that people sometimes haven't, have disliked is that suddenly someone shows up right behind you with melted guns and just kill your entire army and talk to your general and hopefully your general will talk to you and warn you about these potential situations hours before they actually happen. Scenarios um, of surprise sex could be easily yeah. avoided by talking to your general. Yes, exactly. So I, I think we actually did take a lot of the points we got in the feedback and at least gave people a way to avoid it. Um, of course, players, it's up to you if you actually do avoid it. Um, it, it takes some effort, but uh, yeah, it, it is doable. And uh, of course, we hope uh, most of you will just enjoy something different than just playing a normal game. So I think that was generals. I don't have any more, at least. No. Nope. They, they have like a massive important part to drive the narrative of the story uh, forward. Uh, I think that the one last thing before we wrap this up is that maybe we go through that there is kind of a story behind this. There's kind of missions and objectives and certain things that the different factions has to do uh, to kind of achieve their own goals just to keep it more interesting is that people move around a map do battles and you get campaign points but there's another layer towards that and that is that each faction has kind of their own missions that they need to do right eric yeah and we are still working on those um so i i can't say yet what they will be but uh well we we're not supposed probably to be, tell well, them what they are exactly but they will probably also be different for the different factions even if yeah. we could we wouldn't yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> no, but so. the thing about what we've done previously in the past is that uh, each kind of faction uh, has a narrative goal that they need to achieve. Mm. I remember from way, way back, like the traders needed to kind of open a demon portal, summon some demons, and try to fucking turn the world into blood angels going to a fucking planet in its all witchy poo. Uh, yeah. While the loyalists had like a whole different thing, trying to parentis stabilized sort of things and while they the separatists or union of freedom whatever you want to call them 
wanted just to break free from from imperial or traitor rule. Yeah, uh, and they all all have different objectives that need that they needed to achieve along the way to reach their overall strategic objective. Yes. Uh, but so the, it, yeah, yeah, the objectives this time will probably be more combat focused. Like a D, you need to do something in combat more than you know the old ones you talk about here was a lot of hold this, capture this, and especially yeah. the the hold ones were really good at keeping people from fighting. Um, so so it will probably be more like well, there's going to be more action yeah. folk focus yeah. narrative objectives focus. where yes. the place has to be players have to be more engaged and involved in moving their armies and achieving yeah. certain things in either in battle or by movement uh, yeah. compared to before when we had more like take and hold sort of objectives but now it's like you need to move yeah. achieve an objective move on and achieve another objective or yeah. do like a series of objectives that will keep the game keep flowing and it's much like previously while we try this out we did a lot of taking holds because taking hold is kind of an easy objective mm. but but now we've learned from our kind of things obviously there might be some sort of taking hold but there will always be kind of interween into that you have to move on you have to create some sort of like space you need to achieve other objectives and so on not just a taking hold it's never going to be like a singular objective there, it, it, it will always be combined with some sort of a movement sort of thing. Yeah. So, and you, uh, you could probably imagine that some deacons had a problem with each other. So that yeah. that could be an objective. <laughs> yeah. Some sort so, of grudges, some sort of honor bound things. Yeah, exactly. So, so, so like in theme with the narrative of the heresy, yeah. whereas certain legions might have. Strategic objective certainly is might have tactical tactical objective. Other ladies just are fucking retarded and they just want to hate on whoever are their nemesis brother. And if they can hurt that brother, they will also achieve some sort of objective. Exactly. Cool. Well, I think that kind of uh, wraps everything up, right? Unless we missed anything. I don't know. Like, have then we? you should write us. <laughs> yeah, well, if we missed anything, you should write us. If not, yeah. you, sh you should fucking stay tuned to Facebook or all all our social medias because this event, we're going to try and put as many photos as we can. We're going to do some interviews. We're going to talk to people. And we're going to try and record some videos and stuff. I know we had uh, a couple of our kind of uh, podcast mates that are kind of out of action right now uh, that had certain plans and stuff. Uh, for us going forward but we'll do the best we can to kind of for you poor people that can't be at the event uh you know 60 players is a very fucking big event um we're gonna try and uh, and and do as much justice as we can on social media uh we will also do a wrap-up episode obviously of scanners where we're kind of gonna go through what the fuck happened what did we learn what can we improve until next year? Because obviously next year is going to be even bigger as always. Like we always aim to be bigger, better, and more beautiful. Well, we might have fire. mystery guests. We might have mystery. Yeah, as always. Yeah. 
Because, you know, thanks to Corona being kind of over, at least for, I don't know, not for you <laughs> poor fucking Australians, because apparently you, you never you just went into lockdown periodly for two years, and I have no idea what the fuck is going on down there. But uh, for the rest of neither us... Neither do they. To be fair, <laughs> neither do they. Nah, neither do they. Uh, uh, but for the rest of us, like we, we have people coming from all over the globe to play at Scanners, and it's going to be fucking amazing. It's... Uh, I can just imagine that next year is going to be even bigger because hopefully even fucking the colonies are going to be able to travel. So, yeah. Just stay tuned and wait for our uh, post-event episode. Quote yeah. appear under the podcast, we just don't go around licking handrails. Apparently, the entire nation does. <laughs> true. Very true. Um, yeah, so... Anyway, I think uh, that's that's about it for us, right? Uh, yeah, so... I'm running out of paint here, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, and I, I need to I need to desperately do some LVO uh, contemptor dreadnought fucking gluing, and also refill my fucking drink because my glass is empty and I'm fucking dying. So or you say fuck it and just do like two box knots. Uh, fuck the box knot. I, I have that for my uh, black shields. Yeah, awesome. no. Flame cool. cannons for everyone. Yeah, like my uh, word bears, I have three of those. Yeah. Can't get enough of those, eh? No. So I guess that is a good night for me. And a good night for me. And a good night for me. And remember, people, treat life like uh, horse heresy and be angry in the street and full grim in the sheets and try not to lose your head. This is the Rang and Heresy podcast signing off. <laughs>